Welcome to the Press On Podcast. My name is Justin, and you are joining us for our first audio-only episode. We are transitioning into just uh, being an audio podcast, so you can find us on Stitcher, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever else you want to listen to your favorite podcast. These are all free apps, so we hope you will join us. And if you've always just watched us on YouTube, uh, we just wanted to save you from having to to look at me the whole time. And so uh, we are now audio only, but I hope this uh, benefits you uh, as well. This is episode 50. Can you believe it? Halfway to 100. Next week is our one-year anniversary. Man, it's been such a wild ride. Today we are wrapping up the book of 2 Timothy, and we we have to get through two chapters today um, in order to finish up today, and there's so much here. And I'm going to kind of fly through a lot of this, uh, but I so highly encourage you uh, to go check it out. Remember, this is most likely the final letter that Paul wrote before his execution in Rome. So he's writing from a prison in Rome. He's writing to uh, Timothy, who is like a son to him. And chapter 3 really is just some very strong uh, teachings from Paul. Um, Some warnings against false teaching and some reminders of how useful Scripture is. Um, and remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about how powerful final words are, that in your final moments, you're going to want to give your best advice. The, the last words you could properly utter, uh, you want it to mean something. And so that's what Paul is doing here. And then, uh, so he, he says that, that all scripture is God breathed. It's useful for teaching and rebuking and training in all righteousness. Uh, Verse 17 in chapter 3 says, So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If we want to be thoroughly equipped for any good works, we must use Scripture. Scripture is the very Word of God. It's living, it's breathing, it's active, and we can't do anything good without Scripture. And then he goes right into chapter Four And there's some very interesting things that happen in chapter 4. He reminds us to, to preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Again, using scripture to correct, rebuke, and encourage. But he also says you have to do this with great patience and careful instruction. It goes kind of back to the false teaching that he's been talking about in this book. He wants us to have sound doctrine. That that means kind of like we talked about in our series, out of context, misquoted, that, that, that our doctrine must be sound. We can't just believe what we believe because that's what's always been taught to us. We must dig in and really try to understand doctrine and what God wants to teach us through his word. And then he says this in verse 5, he says, But you... Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. He's like, you, it's going to be hard work, Timothy. It, this is going to be a tough life, but you you keep your head in it. Keep it your head in all the situations. He, he says endure hardship. This is coming from a person that's sitting in prison. If anybody knew about hardship, it was Paul. I mean, how many times did he go to prison? How many times was he he beaten, shipwrecked, snake-bitten, whipped, flogged? Man, Paul went through it all, and he knew what hardships were. 
And then verse 6, one of the most moving statements in maybe all of Scripture. He says this, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have, I have kept the faith. And now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all of those who have longed for his appearing. And I, I hope at the end of my days, I can say I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I know I've, I've messed up and I've stumbled in, in my life. But I, I really hope that 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 those days can be behind me that 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 my life has turned around so much because of the grace of Jesus that that I have unwavering certainty that 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 there will be a crown of righteousness in store for me because I have longed for his appearing and I know today that is that is what's in store for me it's all about the grace of Jesus and how much he has done for us i mean think about paul's life he went from killing Christians to, to being this example, this role model, this, this leader in the faith. He is who we want to imitate. In Scripture, he says, imitate me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that's what I want to do. I want to be like Jesus. Paul wanted to be like Jesus. So my greatest earthly example is Paul. But Paul doesn't end here. This would be a great spot for Paul to end. But but he has some final things, and I think maybe some of these are the most important things. He says, Do your best to come to me quickly. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Cretans have gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. Because he is helpful to me in my ministry. And, and this is the shocking part. He says, go get Mark. Now, if you remember, or maybe you don't know, but in the book of Acts, I believe it's chapter 15. I'm going to double check that, but I'm almost positive it's chapter 15. Paul is on a missionary journey with Barnabas. And Paul and Barnabas have a little bit of a dispute. In fact... Um, it's a little bit more than a dispute. Yeah, chapter 15, it says this. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, most likely the same Mark that, that Paul is asking for. He wanted to take Paul with or Mark with him, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. So for whatever reason, Mark deserted uh, Paul and Barnabas. And there was this such a sharp disagreement that, that Mark wasn't allowed to go on this next journey that Barnabas actually leaves Paul as well. But here at the end of his life, Paul says, hey, send Mark to me because he's helpful to me in my ministry. Somewhere, and it's not recorded in scripture, but somewhere there's been this beautiful act of restoration and reconciliation. And I I just love that, 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 that at the end of his days, Paul was able to say, hey, either I was right about this guy, 
but I, I've forgiven them and I have restored him and I've reconciled with him and I'm still going to be a part of him and his ministry. Or Paul realized that he was wrong and he has asked for forgiveness and said, man, I, I messed up here. Can you forgive me? Can you reconcile with me? Can, can you restore me and our relationship? And I love this picture at the end of Paul's life. But again, this is not all. There's, there's more. Paul's asking for other people and things like that. Um, and then Paul says this. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord, he stood at my side. He gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I don't know where you are in your life. I know where I'm at. But I can boldly say the same thing. That that God is by my side. He, he gives me strength. That, so that through him, no matter what my life looks like, his message might be fully proclaimed for all to hear it. And I'm going to be delivered from the lion's mouth. The lion being whatever is going on in your life. The Lord is going to rescue me from every evil attack. And he's going to bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. And why, why do I know that? It's because I have my complete faith and complete trust in God. I have seen God move in miraculous ways, even over the last year. God is a mighty God. And so I'm going to keep my eyes focused on him because I know his eyes have never left me. This life isn't easy. Just ask Paul. He went through terrible, terrible things, but he was restored. And God did amazing things through him. And he's going to do amazing things through you. And hopefully he'll do amazing things through me. But we all have to do one thing. It's the same thing that we encourage you to do each and every week. It's to press on. Hey, I can't wait to see you next week or let you hear me next week for our one-year anniversary show. Until then, adios.